morning. Happy Friday. This is Kasara Deline. And I'm so excited to be the new host on Lift Your Spirits Radio. That music is my son performing a song he wrote called Worthwhile. He goes to Berkeley College of Music. And he was here a couple months ago. Yeah, a couple weeks ago. Give out his yeah. information, though, so oh. we can get a, his lovely music, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's going to be performing actually tomorrow uh, tomorrow night, Saturday night, in downtown Snohomish. So, folks, if you're in the area, yeah. stop on by. Yeah. There's a guy that puts his baby grand piano in downtown <laughs> Snohomish on the street. Every and, every time? It's not- uh, yeah, that's what he does. Wow. And he brings out, he's a piano mover, and he has this huge baby grand. And so he brings it out, and then Dean goes and plays, and people sing, and there's dancing, and oh, it's it's just a big It's a good fun. business move on it's, his part, too. Yes, it is a good business <laughs> move on his part. <laughs> so anyway, I am Kassara Deline, and I own a company called True Health. And after overcoming my own health challenges when I was much younger, I dedicated my life to helping others. Uh, to find alternative health options so they can make the best choices for their life. So I have a background in herbology and naturopathy and psychology, energy work, meditation, and I owned a health food store where we provided nutritional products and services uh, for seven years in California and for 13 years in Bothell. And I've empowered thousands of people to make the best choices for their health. And you can learn more about me and my company, True Health, at truehealth.com. That's T-R-U-Health.com. And today, I am lucky to have my best friend, Susan Story, a.k.a. Wonder Woman, <laughs> with me. Hey, Susan. Hello. <laughs> so why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Well, I'm never up at 8 o'clock in the morning, so <laughs> this is tough getting up at 5. <laughs> Uh, but you're the Wonder Woman. But you're Wonder Woman. So That's you can right. do it. It's yeah. easy. I'm <laughs> Wonder Woman. I can get up whenever I'm supposed to. So you got it. No I'm I'm 62 hours into a six day fast and have I'm quite amazed at how much energy I have. But um, what about me? So we okay. I'm I'm bringing a little bit of what we're supposed to talk about later into this. We met many many years ago when I had a very very terminal cancer. And I uh, wasn't expected to live more than about a month. And uh, here I am. So yeah. that was 17 years ago. Yeah. And um, anyway, so been dealing with that for many, many years. And but doing really well with it. So I went and got my skydiving license and I swim in the sea almost every day up in Muckleteo. So waters between... Well, at the coldest this winter, it was 43 degrees, and now it's probably just under 60. Wow. And um, so I uh, swim in Alpine Lakes. So yeah, I you do, swim in the lakes. Yeah. I do. We went and... Um, you did that with Dina. I, well, we, sound, we swam in the sound. Yeah. And, and, then, and then we swam in Mountain Lake up on Orcas right. Island. Yeah. I swam over to the island. Yeah. And three quarters of the way over, thought, this is so stupid. What am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, no, I have to do it. I said I could do it. And, you know, 50 degree. Uh, no, I was probably in the 40s. It was cold. Yeah. And you saw those, and those duck or the geese or what? Yeah, were it was a mom and a bait and yeah, a dad, so Canadian cool. geese and five babies. They that were so, so cute. cute. And so nobody else got to see those. No, you, we only got to see pictures because yeah. I didn't go out there. <laughs> yeah. So swam in, um, up at the ramparts on Friday, swam in Rampart Lake at one of those lakes and then Rachel Lake. And then on Monday, swam in Mason Lake. So. Awesome. Alpine lakes are my thing. Cool. They're beautiful. 
to look at. They are. <laughs> I don't know if I want to swim in them. And but the, Susan swims in them. That's okay. The salt water at the, in the sea is so cool. Yeah. And to, to be able to see, there's a seal that I swim with all the time. He follows me around, and we've named him Chip. And he'll come up and he'll... <laughs> He'll hit, well, because there's the the barge that goes to Boeing is the Chips Ahoy. Oh, and so Chip is That's the really fun seal there. Jolene's the female, and she stays behind us, but she swims with us. And then Chip will come by and hit me in the hip or my leg, and then swim by. Awesome. And I look around and where is he? Where is he? You know. And then he'll he'll pop up out of the water. And sometimes I see him, and if I don't, then he'll splash me and go off again. So that again. you will see him. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. So uh, today, Susan and I want to talk about a book that has helped our lives profoundly. But it's really scary in the beginning. <laughs> yes, it is kind of scary. Um, because it has to do with your feelings. And not everybody wants to talk about feelings. But we are human beings, and feelings are a part of, of who and what we are. So the book is called Feelings Buried Alive Never Die, and it's by a woman named Carol Truman, and that's Carol with a K. And uh, Carol was a therapist, and I was also a therapist. And so um, I was introduced to this book when I was uh, much younger. I was in my 20s, and uh, I didn't really want to look at it either <laughs> at the time. I'm like, I don't want to look at my feelings. Who wants to do that? That's uh, not, not a place most people want to go. And so, but I started reading it and it, you know, when you read the book, it talks a lot about, it makes a lot of sense. She ex explains it very well. Um, it's a very popular book. I used to sell it in my store and I would buy, buy them by the case because we would sell so many. And it's one of those books you don't ever want to let anybody borrow because you don't get it back. <laughs> no. But, um, um, yeah, so like I had a customer yesterday, for example, that came in and um, she was having um, some issues and so we looked up the different parts of her body. And so it has a list in the back of all the different illnesses or different body parts, like your legs, your arms, you know, that type of thing. And you can look it up. And so the point is that our bodies are always trying to communicate with us. They're always trying to talk to us. They're trying to tell us stuff. And in this society, what do we do? We tell our body to shut up. We take an aspirin. We ignore it. We bury it. You know, we get frustrated. And we don't pay attention to what our body's trying to tell us. And at some point that is going to um, backfire. And um, there's a really good, in fact, I'm going to go ahead and read this now. There's a really good um, uh, piece by, it's like a little uh, statement here by Alice Miller. And it says, the truth about our childhood is stored up in our body. And although we can repress it, we can never alter it. Our intellect can be deceived, our feelings manipulated, and our perceptions confused, and our body tricked with medication. But someday the body will present its bill. For it is, it is as incorruptible as a child who's still whole in spirit. It will accept no compromises or excuses. And it will not stop tormenting us until we stop evading the truth. And, you know, so when we start paying attention to our body, we can not only be healthier and happier, but have also manifest things that we want. Our body's trying to tell us what, what we need. And sometimes it's very painful to get to the other side of that, but... This book really helps with that. Yeah, I, I kind of see our my body, I think everybody's body, is a thermostat. Mm -hmm. And if something's not right, it's telling us what we need to correct. And I, I have people all the time tell me, my body's failing me. 
And my response is, your body's not failing you. You failed your body. Mm -hmm. So your body's telling you what you need to fix, and let's get on it. Are you going to listen? Right. Are you going to do anything about it? Right. Or are you going to ignore it? Yeah, we can't ignore it. No, no. It'll keep coming back. It'll keep coming back stronger and stronger and stronger until at some point if you decide. And then you're like, (laughs) okay, I'm going to go to the doctor for this. And then they tell you, oh, you're going to probably die within a month. You're like, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah. By no, it, no, it wasn't supposed <laughs> to happen like that. <laughs> so when are you going to start listening? Right? <laughs> so um, tell me how you've used the book. Oh, my goodness. I've used the book in so many ways. But um, I think so. First of all, when I first got the book, I started looking at things that I experienced in the past, because at that point in time, I had uh, melanoma. I had lesions all over my entire body and it was in my liver, in my lymphatic system. And even though it was, you know, the book is going to say that cancer is about anger and resentment. I was like, well, that's not true. (laughs) 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 And so then it's like, okay, let's, uh, so I start going through it. Broken bones, feelings of separation. Ooh, that's what was going on when I broke my finger. Oh. Oh crap. That's what happened when I broke my foot too. Huh. And then I start looking up other people's stuff. Yeah. And I I looked up lymphoma, which my brother was dealing with at the time, and I didn't think that melanoma in the lymphatic system was the same. How could that be the same? <laughs> and and so I I look at it and and it's about well, we should probably look it up and see exactly what okay, it says. Okay, sure. Yeah, let's look up. We have the book here so we can look up uh Would you want me to look up lymphoma or lymphoma? Uh, anyway there you go so when i read it okay guess what i have the old book (laughs) (laughs) so so that's one thing i want to talk about i want to talk about the big book versions because when i first this book came out a long time ago and the very old the very first book had things in it that are not in the newest version and so it's sometimes good to have both versions if you're interested. But, the, you know, the book's not very expensive. I think it's around 10 or $11 on, on Amazon. But um, if you get the older version, the older version has um, some more illness names and it has parasites listed, which this one doesn't. Um, and I called them and told them that, that they needed to change that and they haven't done it yet. But because this, this, I think this is the brand new version that just came out um, a couple years ago. Yeah, this one came out in 2000 this one's 2003 but I know there's another new version the first one came out in 1991 so it said something to the effect of your no matter what you do is ever good enough for the people that you look up to and I started bawling because that's exactly how I felt about my dad there was never anything I could do that was good enough for him Mm -hmm. you know I get a 98 on a test and he says well why didn't you get a hundred and I just it, but that that carried on through my adult life. And and I realized, OK, well, wait a second. Why do I care what other people think? Why their opinion of me is really none of my business. Right. And so how can I love myself anyway? Mm-hmm. And the more I focused on what can I do for me? What can I do to love myself? What can I do to love my body? And and all those things just totally paid off. Yeah, well, we get stuck in that child dynamic, right, of, of whatever happened to us back then, and we get stuck in that frequency, 
And then that carries through as we grow up. And then we either decide to change that frequency at some point or we just stay stuck in it. I think a lot of people get stuck in it, which is what that Alice Miller quote, you know, was talking about. Well, by the time I figured it out and by the time the cancer spread, my dad had been dead for years. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, it's time to move on. Yeah. 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 So the book is um, it's a very loving book. It's a Christian based book. Um, and everything she does in here is with love. I think that's one of the things I like about it the most is that it's very gentle and kind. So when you read it, you feel very accepted and loved. And, um, and it's funny because there's a lot of my customers that never even read the book. All they do is do the scripts. And so in the book, there's a script on page 95 that, that you follow. And it, it has it talks about you're, you're supposed to take the script. What I did is I took it and I just put it in like a Word document so that I can kind of edit it because you kind of want to make it your own. Right. Since you're the one that's using it for yourself. So it doesn't have to be precise. Um, and then later on in the book, there's different sections that talk about um, uh, the probable feelings that are causing the illnesses. And then there's another section that lists all the negative feelings and all the positive feelings. So that you can go in and replace the negative feelings that that we have stuck stored in our tissues, if you will, and then replace that with a positive one in the script. But it's funny because one of my one of my uh, customers and friends, she, her husband was reading the book and he's like quoting and he's like, fascinating. This is really amazing. And she's like, what are you reading? And uh, he goes, the feelings book. He goes, you know, you told me to read it. And she goes, well, I never read it. I just do all the scripts. <laughs> <laughs> but he was actually reading it. So. Um, there's a lot of good information that she gives. She has a lot of scientific information in there that she provides on how things work. And, uh, and there's, a lot, there's uh, scripture in there, too, for people to uh, reference. So it's got a lot of really good information. And there's also a whole section in here on uh, success and weight loss, which is kind of nice. And she has feelings and beliefs that affect success. And all the scripts are already written out, so you can just sit and read those, which is really nice. Yeah, I don't know if you saw those before. Uh, yeah, I've gone through a lot of them. Yeah, so they're very good. So a few nights ago, I got an email saying that my job was being terminated oh, this no. week at the end of the week. And uh, I was really stressed out about it um, and trying not to be and then went to bed. And about three hours after I went to bed, had this horrendous cramp in my hamstring. And I jumped up to stand on it, you know, because for me, leg cramps seem to dissipate a little when I'm standing on them and trying to, to mm-hmm. work the thing out and uh, went into the bathroom and rubbed magnesium oil all over both of my legs and my stomach trying to hopefully release this cramp and it only took a couple minutes it went away and then when I went back to bed I'm thinking all right it's my right leg so I'm afraid of letting go and the cramp is fear of pain and Huh. <laughs> okay, time to stop being afraid of that and uh, time to embrace my newfound freedom to move forward in the direction that I want to go. Yeah. And so I'm actually really excited about about my new life. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, it's amazing how we get stuck in that that place. I mean, even I've had a lot of changes in the past month because um, I sold my house and I'm have a different um, different things that I'm doing and when things happen to us we get stuck in that frequency of that pain or the the worthiness or the 
the fear or whatever you call it, right? Depending on what's being presented at the time. And you can, you can choose to stay there, right? You can have the pity party. You can um, feel that. But then at some point, you know, you need to move on. And it's amazing to me how things have moved so quickly um, with that. And, and when, when I feel that pain inside of me, then I go to the feelings book, right? I go right there. And it's funny because whenever we call each other, we have a circle of friends. And whenever something happens, you know, if you hurt your foot, you hurt your hand, or something happens to you in your life, what's the first thing we do? We go to the book. <laughs> we always ask, did you go to the book? What's the book say? Because <laughs> it's, it's information. And when you get that information, then you can decide what you want to do with it. You can ignore it, obviously, or you can just say, okay, well, I, I want to look at that for myself and see how that can help my life or change, make that change. Well, so. Yesterday had something happen. I cleaned the oven. So here I am on this fast, and I'm in the oven with the spatula scraping it and cleaning <laughs> it. And uh, a couple hours later, I went to cook this chicken. I had friends coming over for dinner, even though I'm not allowed to eat. It, it, whatever. <laughs> I love cooking for people and they love my food. So I go to make this chicken and there's a paper towel stuck underneath the burner, but I had already preheated the oven. So I reached in and I lifted the element to pull the paper towel out, burned my finger. Hand? Yeah. So did you look that up? No, I get my finger out of the oven and there's no burn there. Oh there's nothing God. wrong with it. And it was like, well, apparently there's nothing wrong with my emotions connected to that thing. <laughs> okay, so we're going to take a little respite here. And uh, you're listening to True Health with Kasara Deline. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with more. Our Energy Matters Tip of the Week with Dina Marie. It is essential that you find time alone. Somehow, some way during the week, get two hours, whether it's a walk in the woods, taking a bath, you know, locking the door, or my favorite place to go is the beach. And I try to go places where no one else is at so that I can just have perspective and listen to my small, still voice. So I sit down with myself. I count my blessings first thing in the morning. I set my intentions. And when I have that time alone, I get a new perspective. And then I kind of get back on the treadmill. But this time I'm going the right way instead of going too fast the wrong way. So this week's tip of the week, Our Energy Matters, is finding some time alone. Put yourself on your calendar. I just had a gift. I thought I was working all day. And you know what? I asked for time alone and I wasn't supposed to be working. So I got to spend some time alone in the woods and life, well, lifted my spirits. That's all I have to say. So set your intentions, count your blessings, and spend as much time alone as you can looking for your higher self, that inner voice. And then when you get direction, like I say, if the light is green and you have synchronicities and a wink from the universe, make sure you act on it and get on the dance floor. 
Lift Your Spirits with me, Dina Marie, on Whidbey Island. I'll be a tour guide for your spirit and a travel agent for your soul. Retreats include a healing session for your body, your mind, and your spirit. You'll receive a Reiki session plus a chakra reading, experience a labyrinth in the woods, take a walk on the beach, and enjoy downtown Langley with me. Retreats are customized for you or a group of friends. You can visit dina-marie.com to connect with me today. Island Time is waiting for you. Tune in every third Friday on Lift Your Spirits Radio at 8 a.m. for the Sustainability Sessions with host Rebecca Sayer. Learn from and be inspired by local leaders, thinkers, and problem solvers who are tackling the sustainable living questions through invention, collaboration, and hard work. This lively and thought-provoking show focuses on tangible, practical measures that we can all take to reduce our carbon footprint and rethink how we relate to the resources of our natural world. Don't forget, that's the Sustainability Sessions with host Rebecca Sayer, every third Friday on Lift Your Spirits Radio at 8 a.m. No other station delivers this much variety. Alternative Talk 1150. Thank you for joining us this morning. You're listening to True Health with Sarah Deline on Lift Your Spirits Radio. And today we're talking with Susan Story about the underlying emotional pinnings of health. And the book we're discussing is Feelings Buried Alive by Carol Truman. That's Carol with a K. Oh, you left out never die. Feelings buried alive never, never die. die. Yeah. They'd get stuck in you forever unless you do something to deal with them. That's correct. That's exactly <laughs> the point, right? So um, I was going to give some examples in the book of, uh, like, we could bring something up. Uh, like back. A lot of people have back problems, so that's probably a good I broke thing. mine. That's true. You you did, you did break yours. I they said I'd that. never walk again, but I I'm know. a little stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when you called me. From, oh, my I was goodness. Over in, I was over in South Lake, and you called me, and, huh? and you're like, I broke my back and I'm in the ambulance. <laughs> she goes, do I take the drugs? I'm, yes, yes, take the drugs. That's what they're for. <laughs> uh, I remember that. It, it was pretty bad. Yeah. But now you have two rods in your back, right? Uh, yeah, I've got peak rods in my back and four screws and yeah. they're holding me together. But And you walk just fine now. I, I walk really, I walk a lot. Yes, you yeah. Like a lot. Well, you went, what, 12 miles on Friday? 13 miles 13 on Friday, miles. nine and a half on Monday. Yeah. Um, and that wasn't just walking, that was going up hills. Yeah, 30, 3,400 foot elevation gain on Monday. Yeah. And I don't, my phone or my watch died when we went to the rampart. So I, I didn't get all of those calculations. I don't know how <laughs> high it was. But it was up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, walking is really important. Oh, well, you know, I have to add that I, I broke my back on my third skydive and I did go back and get 37 more. Good for you. I remember. So you can't just stop because no, something you breaks you. That's right. Right. You either decide to overcome it or let it defeat you, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, lower back's about money. Yeah. So let's look that up. So it says lower back. It says back. Well, it has back, upper back, middle back, and lower back. And then under lower back, it says feels unsupported financially, experiencing fear where money's concerned, wanting to back out of something in a relationship that hurts, or running away from a situation. So those are the underlying emotional underpinnings for a lower back pain. So the idea is if you have that, then you would look at those particular, um, it might not be all of them, it might just be one, right? Or it could be all of them. Well, I just, you know, I had been unemployed for three years and got a job working for 911. Yeah. Like, is there another stressful job <laughs> that I could have? 
So, yeah, I might have been trying to back out of that. <laughs> you think? <laughs> That's funny. Well, I remember when I um, got the book, what I did is I went through uh, on page 226. It has all the different probable feelings and all the different illnesses. And so what I did is I went through and I literally marked all of the things that I had that I was you know, dealing with. And then I took a piece of paper and I wrote down all the feelings of all those. I started writing them all down on a piece of paper. And it probably took me an hour or so to get through everything because there's, you know, quite a few stuff here. But then what happened is I would put check marks. Oh, I already have that one and put another check mark. And the idea was to um, see the ones that I was having the most issue around, right? And I, I mean, I did this years ago, so it's been a while. But um, the idea was to to, folk, to drill in on the ones that were the most problem because there's a lot of noise in there, too. There's a lot of stuff that... I might think is the problem, but it might not be. It's really the ones that I had all the check marks on. So I grabbed all the ones that had the check marks, like if there was like 10 check marks or five check marks. Those are the ones that I then put into the script and focused on. And the other ones I just kind of ignored because I figured why not focus on the things that are that I'm having over and over and over that's affecting me on a lot of different illnesses than, um, you know, the ones that I just have one or two on. Did you do the, sa- the same on that? Oh, yeah. And I, I have big pieces of paper that I wrote all my affirmations out that I have on the the pantry door at my kitchen Mm -hmm. yeah so then and then I just put the put everything in the script which is on page 95 and uh, reread that for myself I noticed they've modified it a lot um, in this newer version Um, the older version you had you were supposed to read it every single day for 21 days and then that way it changed you know it made the change it kept it consistent they say that if you want to make a new habit to do it for 21 days um, to, you know, to make it happen. But now on here, I noticed that she has, um, uh, that it basically you're just telling um, uh, your, the facets of your being to do this for the next 180 days. So she doesn't, ha- doesn't seem to have you do it for 21 days anymore. You're, yeah, because nobody did that. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I did. That's probably why I got over all my stuff at the time. <laughs> yeah, well, that's why I had cancer for 17 years, because I read it once and... <laughs> Moved on. <laughs> <laughs> so um, there's a couple other books that I wanted to talk about, too, that um, that are similar. There's Louise, Louise Hayes books. A lot of people have Louise Hayes books. And, I and um, you know, she's got some really positive things out there. In fact, I have one of the um, uh, posters from her on in my um, at my house. And it's uh, what I think it's called How to Love Yourself. And it has like 10 different things, you know, to, to love yourself, which I really like. We used to sell those in the store. And, uh, and that's real positive. So those are obviously really good. Um, the, the thing I like about this book is she actually points everything out, but then she also tells you exactly, you know, how to use this script to, to, uh, to replace them. And then having listed all the positive feelings, too, which is nice, and not just the negative ones. So um, I found that really useful. And, um, and then the other, another book that's um, popular is Freedom from Fear, and that's from Dr. James Durlecker. And he lists out all the organs and the underlying emotions. So um, lungs is grief, kidneys fear, liver's anger, colon is control, and so forth. Um, and uh, heart is joy. You've probably heard of uh, uh, men especially who are like, you know, maybe they're going to be 70 years old and their wife throws them a surprise birthday party and they show up and they have a heart attack and they, they die. Because they just can't, yeah, because they can't accept all that joy, you know, from all these people that love and care about them. So it's hard for people to to let all that love in in some cases. So um, anyway, so the the Freedom from Fear book, he lists all those different uh, organs out. And she she 
uh, in this book, it's in the feelings book, it does list them, but it's kind of indirectly. It's not a list of everything. So, you know, if you have a bladder infection, it means you're you know pissed off at something, right? And, and then it's even worse when it goes to the kidneys. Kidney. And the kidney is all about fear. So then you want to look at, you know, what are you, what are you afraid of? Are you afraid of really becoming who you really are supposed to be? That's what I think it is most of the time. <laughs> um, or it could be fear of, uh, of uh, being in a relationship or a new job or, you know, anything along that line can be what people are afraid of. So, I mean, I think for my dad, it was getting older. He mm-hmm. died of kidney cancer. And mm-hmm. so part of it was him getting older, but he didn't want to get old. He did not ever want to be old. Oh, wow. And then when he retired, I think he felt kind of useless. And mm. so he died about a year and a half after he retired at 61 years old. Yeah, that's that's sad because I know a lot of people, you know, say they work towards their retirement and they retire and then what the heck, right? <laughs> what are you supposed to do now? Right. And um, I've always been, I, I never wanted to retire. I just assumed I'd keep working because I, I want to keep my mind stimulated and my body healthy and Keep moving and doing things and enjoying what you're doing. Exactly. And if you're doing a job where you're serving people, then that makes it so much fun. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You know, especially doing this kind of stuff to help people see what it is that they need to correct in order to be happier. Right. Yeah, exactly. So um, uh, one of the things I want to recommend, too, is that if you are having an emotional problem that you think you need help with, be sure to see a therapist or a health professional um, if you have a mental health issue. That's really important. And, you know, there's all different kinds of mental health professionals out there. Um, you know, and you might not resonate with the first person that you call. And that's okay. You're the customer. So the idea is to find the best person for you. And make sure they align with your belief systems and what it is you're trying to accomplish. Make sure they have the skill set that you need. Um, and interview them, you know. Call people and and find the best person. And a lot of therapists use this book. It's a real popular book for therapists. And if you do go see a therapist and you let them know that you're reading this book, I think that they would be more than happy to work with you on that. So I wanted to mention that. Um, Another book that that Susan and I use a lot is by uh, a gentleman by the name. It used to go by Michael Lincoln. But the book on it now is under Narayan Singh. It's N-A-R-A-Y-A-N. Sing S-I-N-G-H, and he actually lives here in, I think, the Redmond Bellevue area somewhere, and um, he wrote, he was a psychiatrist in mental health clinics for like 30 years, and he wrote a book called Messages from the Body, and um, this is a little bit different than the other book, because um, the other book, like I said, the feelings book is very loving and caring and gentle and kind. And Michael's <laughs> book is kind of the opposite of that. It's uh, very much in your face. <laughs> Penny's over there laughing. <laughs> um, it's very much in your face. And um, I think it's, it's meant to, um, you know, I think it's meant to shock people to a certain extent. You know, I, I believe there's different, different layers of ourselves. And sometimes when that part of us reads something and goes, oh, and has this aha moment, that's all you need and you can get through it, right? You don't even have to do any work sometimes. And uh, his book is very much, um, very much like that. And so, um, well, it's pretty much at the end of almost everything on here. It says the whole thing is the resultant of severely critical parenting and of systemic victimization in childhood. Oh, gee. (laughs) 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 And I don't want to blame my parents for all this stuff, but but. But that was society and that's how people were (laughs) raised back then. You know, I mean, it is it, it is a different world, right? People are 
trying to be more kind and gentle in all aspects, including parenting. And uh, without naming the title of this thing that I've dealt with for, you know, like 20 years, they have unresolved hate, revenge, desires, envy, jealousy, and anger that are expressed subtly, subconsciously. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, no, that's me. So the idea is to to use these tools to help you um, and help your uh, help your issues. So it's not meant to point fingers. It's not meant to point blame, and it's not meant to uh, you know cause fault in any way. That's not the point. The point is for us to pay attention and to look at the information and go, well, is that valid for me? Number one, and if it is, how can you resolve it within yourself? Right. So I think that's um, important because if you can't resolve it, then you're never going to change. I mean, I was talking to somebody, I was talking to a friend last night, and she was saying that um, she had a friend who died of MS, and she could never forgive. I don't know what she needed to forgive, but there was something she needed to forgive, and they had gone to a therapist, and she just couldn't forgive. It was like she was going to hold on to that pain for the rest of her life, which she did, and then she ended up dying. So, and that's really sad because you do have an option. You do have a choice to forgive and uh, and let go and move through it. I know it's hard. It's not easy, but it is an option. Absolutely. I, th- I think that I've got a friend who has let go tattooed on her wrist. And, uh, well, you know, originally that was to let go of the strut of the airplane, Oh, wow. (laughs) But it's so symbolic in every area of life, you know. We've got to let go of the past and let go of the things that we're holding on to that aren't serving us anymore. Yeah, what is that? There's there's the future that isn't here yet. There's the past that's not even here. We've already been through. And then there's the present time and to be in present time and really focus on that. And it's hard because we carry all this baggage with us from everything. And everything we look at, we see through the lens of what we no, right? Right. And so I think it's important to try to be, you know, real um, childlike in the way you look at things. Look at things with new perspectives and new uh, fresh eyes as much as you possibly can so that you're not bringing that old. And um, and for kids, they are way more in the present moment than adults are. Yes, absolutely. And if we can focus on that present moment and think about right now, where am I? Where am I? Bo- where's my body? What is it feeling? And I'm swinging my legs right now like I'm five. <laughs> they don't touch the ground in this chair. I know we got these chairs that we have to. <laughs> They're kind of cool. And so so you look at where am I right now? How am I feeling? How is my body feeling? And and I've discovered for me that if I'm not at least satisfied, there's something that doesn't feel right. There might mm-hmm. be a, a knot in my neck. My neck is tight. Uh, my foot hurts. You know, Whatever. But where am I at? If I'm satisfied, I feel like I'm in a better place. And and then you look at all the emotions that are above being satisfied. You know, do I have joy in my life? Am I happy? Where? How am I feeling about love? And is it my love or is it somebody else's love? You know, and I posted something the other day um, based on something that had happened. And the way that I feel about it is... When you feel that love that you felt, the most intense love you've ever felt towards another person, you know, whether it be a a child or even a dog or a significant other, and then you look back on that and think, well, wait a second, that was actually the love. I was feeling my own love. Mm -hmm. 
and and they were feeling their own love. And if we can focus on the fact that that was my love that I was feeling, and if I can feel that again without that person around, without mm-hmm. the dog around, without my child around, right? I feel that love. I can feel that love every day for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And when we come together with somebody who loves themselves the way I love myself, then, oh, my gosh, look at the that beacon of light that we can both be. Mm-hmm. But let's be the beacon of light on our own. Yeah. And I think this book can really help people get there. Absolutely. Know? Yeah, because it helps you kind of peel the onion away of all these feelings that you have that might not even be yours. Right. right. So here you are as a human being, you get things put on you from your teachers and your parents and your siblings and all that and friends and society as a whole. And if you can start peeling that off, you can find that joy and that love within you of who you're meant to be. Right. That whole belief system that you're not good enough. Yeah. I, one of the things I noticed in the book here, she, um, the author, she talks about um, it became apparent to Carol that physical health was inexpressibly linked to emotional and even spiritual health. And recognizing this, you know, that's why she she was looking for the cause, the laws of cause and effect and the principles that govern transformational healing and growth. And that's why she wrote this book. And I just think that's it's amazing that she even figured that out, you know, uh, way back when. So um, so it's 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 a list of all the answers she found to the whys. So why am I feeling this? Well, people ask, why? Why am I sick? Why? 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 Well, look at the book. (laughs) It'll tell you why. Um, and then you can decide whether, you, you know, you resonate with that or not. So um, uh, one of the other things that I wanted to talk about, I know she has an example in here of um, she talks about plants. And um, so maybe we can do that after the next um, after the break. In these changing times, it's the perfect opportunity to learn new techniques that can bring calm back into your being. If you are ready to love living life, read Marla Williams' new book, The Being Zone. It will become your guidebook for creating the life you always dreamed of. Learn more about her book and online training program at thebeingzone.com. I invite you to tune into Lift Your Spirits Radio on the first Friday of the month for Love Living Life with Marla Williams. Call in for free coaching advice that is guaranteed to lift your spirits. Do you need to lift your spirits this summer? If so, come to the Ocean Shores Body and Soul Festival, Saturday, August 28th, and Sunday the 29th. It'll be a great weekend to escape to the beach. There will be classes offered both days, intuitive readers, artisans, and health providers. The Ocean Shores Body and Soul Festival will be happening at the Ocean Shores Convention Center. We'll be open that weekend, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. And admission is free. The festival will be taking donations for Green Harbor, a group who is dedicated to keeping our beaches clean. Hope to see you there. Are your medical expenses increasing, but your health is not improving? True Health offers unique services where Kassara empowers clients with intuition education, 
and proven resources. Better choices can be made when information is available. Now's the time to visit TrueHealth.com. That's T-R-U-Health.com. And schedule your appointment to achieve your health goals. Your body will thank you. Lift your spirits with us every Friday at 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. on 1150 AM KKNW Seattle. We will be introducing you to fascinating people, fun places to visit, and activities are guaranteed to lift your spirits. Miss a show? No worries. You can visit 1150kknw.com and click on our archive page or like Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie on Facebook for upcoming guests and events. To contact me, Dina Marie, visit dina-marie.com. Thank you so much for listening. Find out the latest about your favorite shows on Alternative Talk 1150. Check out 1150kknw.com. Hey, thank you. Welcome back. You're listening to True Health by Kasara on Lift Your Spirits Radio. And my guest is Susan Story. And we are discussing the book Feelings Buried Alive Never Die by Carol Truman. And talking about the underlying emotional underpinnings of health and how to use these tools to overcome illness. How can people get a hold of you, Susan? I, (laughs) (laughs) you know, like what I just said a few minutes ago, I'm getting terminated from my job. So I'm starting a new life. And my new life is lovesusanstory.com. And I don't have that email set up yet, but uh, email is lovesusanstory at gmail.com. Great, great, great. And you can reach me also at truehealth.com. That's T-R-U-Health.com. So we wanted to talk about a few things in the book. I know that one of the, there was a story, I remember, I can't find it now, but where she talks about plants and how um, they measured the plant. And when somebody thought they were coming back home, the plant knew that for some reason, you know, the energetics of that. And um, uh, so I thought that was really interesting that you know, she's got all these experiments that she talks about. I don't think she ran them. She just kind of recites them. My um, plants tell me when they're thirsty. Yeah, mine do too. Mine do too. Yeah. And I know dogs, I know they've, they've uh, watched dogs where the owner is at work and they go, okay, it's time to go home. And the dog knows the dog all of, all of a sudden sits by the door, even though nobody's told the dog anything. It just knows that they're on their way home. Yeah. So, um, and then one of the things I wanted to read this other section out of the book here. Um, it says, if you're continually disappointed in your relationships, in your business affairs, or in the circumstances of your life, and nothing seems to work, everything seems to go wrong, if you're not experiencing re- desired results and frustration plagues you, then you are undoubtedly being double-minded in particular areas of your life. And the soil of your feelings would truly benefit by having some cultivation work done on it in order to create a different and better environment in order to bring you to single-mindedness. So I think that's really good. She talks, uh, she uses the analogy of weeding your mind like a garden, you know, to, um, to pull out the feelings that are no longer serving you and then plant the ones that are. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's a great analogy. And so. I, I look at things also, because there's times where I can't figure out what it is. You know, I might look up, you know, because my knees are bothering me. Mm-hmm. Well, it's about not being flexible. Well, that's true. <laughs> So how am I going to change that? Because I don't want to be flexible. Right. <laughs> right. And so so I look at, well, you know, if I've got this glass with or a cup with coffee in it, how much water does it take to pour in there to get rid of all the coffee? Eventually, if you pour enough water in, the coffee's going to be gone. Right. And so 
if I can't figure out how I'm going to be flexible so that my knees don't hurt, then how much can I love myself? How, how much joy can I bring into my life? Mm-hmm. And what can I do to love and care and appreciate myself? And I feel like the more that I do that, the better off I'm going to be. And so spending time in nature is my biggest thing that helps me the most on a mental, emotional, and spiritual level. And, and that's what I... Yeah, I appreciate you bringing that up because I think it's real important. You know, it's different for everybody, right? Some people really like bubble baths and some people really like walking outside and some people like singing. And, you know, everybody's kind of got their own thing, you know, and what they I like. I dance naked in the kitchen every well, night. There you go. <laughs> so, and I think, um, you know, one of the things I, I often tell people and I used to tell clients when I counseled as well is to, you know, find that different age with inside of you, you know, find the five-year-old, find the 10-year-old. And, uh, you know, when you have an issue come up, find that part of you, whatever it is, that is trying to speak to you. And whether whether it's the feelings book or just, you know, meditating and listening to that different part of you so that you can uh, have that communication and that connection and listen. And it'll, your body will tell you, hey, I want to go for a walk. Hey, I want to go look at the birds. Hey, I want a lollipop or whatever it is. You know, if you uh, start to pay attention to that part of you and get the information and then you can act upon it. You know, some people like big bubble baths and that makes them feel good and relax. And, and, uh, and the five-year-old is happy because they're in the bubble bath with the bubbles. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, it's, 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 it's feeding the adult, but it's also acknowledging that child part of us. And allowing that to um, to be satisfied as well, you know. I, I was allergic to bubble bath oh, when I was were, a kid, oh. so that brings back feelings oh. <laughs> of UTIs. <laughs> no, but you know, it doesn't always have to be around food. I guess is the thing. You know, some people just they they'll constantly eat. Um, you know, things that maybe that aren't so good for them, you know, loaded in sugar. Or I anything. haven't eaten for two and a half days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so it's more about finding what's going to make you feel a certain way. So whether it's um, uh, having a bath or um, uh, going for a walk or seeing a bird or, you know, that type of thing, finding things that you can do, maybe get on a swing set, um, find things that, that are childlike that, that feed your soul and help you to, uh, to connect with that part of you. And you'll find that once you do that, all the information you need will all of a sudden just appear to either help you solve whatever the concern is that you have or just help you move through it so that you can, uh, you know, let go of it, whatever the goal is. Even just for me, breathing exercises, because yeah, I don't true. think we we rarely breathe deep enough unless we're focused on doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I know I have a, a thing because I, I try to breathe a lot. That's a big deal for me because I used to have asthma a long time ago. I don't really have it anymore. But um and so I always, um, there's a fire station down the street from where I live. And so whenever I hear the fire alarm go off or whenever a smoke alarm goes off or anytime I hear a bell, I always just stop what I'm doing. It's like, to me, that's the universe telling me to stop and take a breath. And so I stop and I just take a few breaths. And I also try to do that at stoplights too. Whenever I get to a stoplight, I will just take a deep breath. Oh, I do Kegels at the stoplights. Yeah, we'll see. So there's, that's another good thing too. <laughs> so... The idea is to find things like that that help you to achieve uh, the goals that you have. Because when you're breathing, you get all that oxygen to your brain, and it really helps um, make decisions and clear your mind, and it helps a lot with stress. It's pretty powerful. So I had to look it up because I've never had asthma sure. to look it up. Yeah. But reliving childhood fears, need for dependence, chronic anxiety and fear, unconscious dependency wishes. Uh, that's another thing. If it's unconscious, how do we bring it to the surface? Yeah. 
So the, well, with the book, she'll help you clear that. So right, because right. she's got the she has the 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 illness and the underlying emotion, and then the other section, which I think is on page uh, one eighty three, it lists all of the negative emotions with all the positives. So you just take those and put those in the script, and then read the script. Right. So yeah, so I I had asthma very bad when I was a child. I was on inhalers and all that, and I had it up till I was in my twenty. 20s when I started reading this book, you know, and um, started doing the work, um, working with uh, my herbalist that I went to at the time, and uh, helped she, you know, she helped me get over the illnesses that I had, and this was one of the tools that she gave me, and and um, so you know, strengthening my lungs. Also, the other thing that I used uh, to get rid of asthma was somatics. Um, that was another thing to help retrain my my the muscles around my lungs and my lungs, so that and it was. I, I remember doing that. I think it, there, there's not so many somatic healers anymore, but I think uh, Feldenkrais is, falls under that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so people, because I think that kind of came out of somatics. And, um, and it, it hurts when you go through it because you have to get to the other side of it and it connects to your brain and it makes all those changes. Uh, but, uh, but it's very powerful, powerful work. And uh, I know that all the, the feelings book, the changing the diet, doing the herbs and doing the somatic work, is what helped to get rid of all of that. So made a big difference in my life. I Something that I have done a lot, first of all, I don't really know how to swim. I can tread water. I can't put my face in the water yet. And so self-induced fears have helped me a lot to overcome fears that, I, you know, don't really make sense. Mm-hmm. And something that I don't know that she addresses it in the feelings book, but the way that I look at feelings is frequency. Mm-hmm. And the higher our frequency, the better off we're going to be. The happier we're going to be, the more love and joy we can have. And the lower free, the lower the emotion, you know, like sadness and grief and depression and fear are all lower frequencies Mm -hmm. and the lower the frequency, the more health problems we're going to have, the more accidents we're going to have, the, there's just so many things that aren't going to go our way, the lower our emotions are. And I've known lots of people that are like, don't try to change my depression. I'm like, okay, well, you know, you can keep that. But yeah, if, if you get yourself out of it, then everything's going to flow better. Yeah. And I think I'm glad you brought that up because it's a good point, because I think it's really important that you, 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 you do feel the emotion. You feel the sadness. You feel the depression. You feel whatever that is, right? You do experience it, right? And you have that, I always call it, you know, have my little pity party, right? Have it for 10 minutes or whatever. Put a clock timer on it, right? And, and feel it. Really feel it. Truly feel it as deep as you can. And then allow yourself to move out of it. Because when you have a problem hit you and then you feel that and you experience it and you can pull yourself out of it, the problem shifts, it's amazing to just watch that. And, the, and it is, there's a frequency on all that. I wrote an article on frequency. It's actually on medium.com. And um, you can look up uh, True Health by Kassara, medium.com. And, and it's on my website, too, on frequency. And it was fascinating because they, they, um, there was a, there's a movie, and I talk about the movie. And in the movie, they have, it's um, in Mongolia, and they have this camel. And the camel has a baby. And the baby uh, wants to get fed, but the camel, the mother is, re- you know, refusing to feed the baby for some reason. And uh, so they they drive or they drive, they ride a, another camel to the city, and they get this violin, and they put the violin on the baby, and then they put the violin on the mother, and then the mother, the frequencies match, 
and she is able to accept the the baby. It's really phenomenal to watch. That's so cool. It's an amazing story. And so, um, you know, frequency is huge. And I think, um, you know, that's one of the reasons I teach meditation because it has to do with the, the classes that I teach talk about frequency a lot. And then the food has to do with frequency. And then the feelings have to do with frequency. I mean, it all comes together full oh, circle. Oh, yeah. People don't understand that food, the higher the frequency, the food we're putting in our bodies, yeah. the higher the frequency we're going to be able to vibrate at. And I don't know. <laughs> yeah. it's. I'm not supposed to, you know, be putting down people's food. I know it. Yeah. But. Well, it's not that you can't have things. I mean, there. I mean, I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. I've been perfect on my fast. <laughs> I really have. <laughs> right. But and and when I've been, you know, my my mostly vegetarian or mostly vegan raw food keto diet, uh-huh. I'm perfect on that. Because I the way that I look at it is if I cheat and I still have cancer, it's my own fault. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean when I when I had cancer when I was twenty four, same thing. I I, you know, changed my diet and I was very strict and I used to travel around the world. It was really hard to do because, you know, you can only get certain things. Actually, it was probably a lot easier to get things in other countries like in Germany and Japan than it was um, here in the U.S. Because here they just push more junk food at you, right? Well, it's it's totally a choice. Yeah. yeah. You know, even is. my son goes to the grocery store and gets something from the produce department instead of going with the other people he's with to. I won't say where they go. <laughs> <laughs> where do you shop at, Benny? All over. All over. No. <laughs> it's You have to be specific, though. Yeah. 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 It's hard. It, it is. It is. It is worth making a choice, though. And I, mm-hmm. I know I have a lot of people that come in to see me. I had a, a guy come in yesterday who has cancer. And, um, you know, it's it's up to them to make those choices. And I try to empower people to make the best choice for them. Hell, they're the ones that have to live with it. They're the ones that have to decide. Well, yeah. And like this uh, friend of mine, his partner does not want to eat healthy. And so here he's dealing with cancer and she's like, no, this is what I made for dinner. And like, okay, well, do you want him to be here or not? Yeah, it's hard. I know I I worked with a guy many years ago that had a brain tumor and he drank Diet Coke, loved Diet Coke. He went off the Diet Coke. We got him healthy. His brain tumor started shrinking. Everything was great. And then he came to me one day and said, you know what? I have to have Diet Coke. And I'm like, well, I can't make that choice for you. You're the one that has to live with the result. And he started back on the Diet Cokes and brain tumor came back and he died a few months later. And his wife was all mad. And I'm like, I can't, you know, it's free will. Right. He has to choose what he wants. So I just want to say thank you to Susan for being here. For getting up at five. For getting up (laughs) at five and being here. And where can people reach you again? It is lovesusanstory.com. And right now the email address is lovesusanstory at gmail.com. Great. Lovesusanstory at gmail.com. Because I love myself. I'm so cool. (laughs) We have no camera here, but I'm so cute today. (laughs) She does look good. She's in red today. (laughs) And um, you can reach me at uh, Kasara. Uh, Kasara Delaney, you can reach me at truehealth.com. That's T-R-U health.com. And you're listening to True Health by Kasara on Lift Your Spirits Radio. And thank you much so much for joining us this month. We hope to see you again next month. And I'm going to leave you with more music from my son, Dean Foster. 